0: Welcome to Black Educators Matter. This is more than a moment. It's a movement. Welcome back, everybody, to Black Educators Matter season two, where the theme of these episodes is Black Jubilation. I'm so excited to return to the podcast world with my partner, cousin, co-founder, Brooke. Hey, Hey, Brooke yay black educators matter season two let me see where we see it season two will be focused on black jubilation the joy and lament celebrating and joy listening and leaning into the lament encouraging each other in anchoring ourselves in the legacies that we are leaving and the legacies that you as an educator are leaving. I'm excited that Brooke will be joining this year so that she can bring her Black-affirming experiences into the space. She has had, I think uniquely, and I wish it was much more common and maybe it's more common than I know, Her K through eight experience, her nine through 12 experience, and then her undergraduate experience were really Black affirming, led by Black educators. And she was able to be affirmed and seen as brilliant from a little, little age to a big, big age. All that good stuff.
1: Hey, Brooke. Hi, guys part of the reason why i felt like it was necessary to join the podcast this year and possibly for the duration of the podcast is our biggest audience is on Instagram. I mean besides the actual podcast so between Facebook, Twitter and IG for whatever reason even though our pictures are plastered all over our social media or all over Instagram there was still a lack of knowing that there are two people who run this organization and as much as I want to always give Danielle her flowers it was a little disheartening when they were getting the in my DMs, like hey Danielle like but no, this isn't Danielle, this is Brooke. Or when I would do all the recruiting and they would call her Brooke, or you know what I'm saying? So, something like that, I wanted to make it very clear that there are two people, you know, running this organization with the help of others. That's why I felt like it was important that they would hear our voices because, quite honestly, I never wanted to be on the podcast, but it has gained tremendous traction and I'm so thankful for that but at the same time I think it's important that our viewers know that this is a team effort
0: and I'm happy to have Brooke join me on the podcast because she has a different perspective and a different approach to the questions and even the engagement because Brooke is the person while I was having the conversations Brooke was the person that was actually engaging the community most So now it's like bringing in my inquisitive nature to be like, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? And then Brooke, as a person who's managing the online community, who sees the comments and who sees what people are posting, she can follow up in a really affirming way. She can lead with like, well, tell me more about what's happening right now. The work, Brooke keeps her finger on the pulse and then Lauren is actually in the classroom. So that's how like the all... Three of us are working together, but I am very happy that you will join us on the podcast because I didn't have my black my first Black educator outside of my family until I was in sixth grade. So I didn't get that sort of external affirmation until I was in sixth grade. So I can't imagine who I would be and what my self-esteem would be like if I had started receiving that type of affirmation in kindergarten like you did
1: well early on because when did see see see? all my life and you know and I don't really even think that that was my parents goal because my dad especially like he calls me militant and (laughs) I don't mind it sometimes but I don't think that initially that that was their goal to put me in those you know black affirming spaces or say oh you have to go here because this is what you are and you know don't get me wrong they didn't not want me to be in those spaces but that wasn't their intention so it's kind of like it was a a very good plus a bonus blessing Uh, amen come on for bonus blessing
0: so why then now so we started black educators matter in 2019 is when we had the idea 2020 is when we launched the social media and the podcast. It is now November of 2022, about to go into 2023. Why did you want to co found an organization like Black Educators Matter?
1: I think I'll never get tired of telling this story. I have, and we have so many friends that are educators who are like doing dope stuff in the classroom super dope like so innovative and they actually care about their students and i'm like yo like there needs to be a space to affirm and or reaffirm and encourage everyone like you're on the right path this is what you're doing because you remember that interview that we did early on she was from philly hmm And she was saying like the importance of a mentor. And if I had Mm -hmm. a mentor, I may, I might still be in, you know, in education. Yeah. By the way, I love education. I am now in healthcare. So I felt like we needed a space like that. And, you know, they do have organized worldwide organizations, but not doing what we were doing. Like I have a cousin who created, she was just moving so she was invited to do a speech called what to do when your box is black one she was at the time I think she was like an assistant principal she's a principal now but she was an assistant principal and ended up giving this speech and I'm like yo and this was pre-zoom days so I was like (laughs) if you get access to this recording like please let me know I know so many women who would benefit from this. I have a homegirl who is a principal at a, a grammar school in Texas. We got a homegirl who is assistant principal here. I have another homegirl who's a VP at a HBCU like literally all of these women. and it's a couple of guys that I know that are doing like amazing work in the realm of education. And I feel like they don't have the support system or they don't see too many people like them in the same spaces. So I was like, if we could create that for them, that would be awesome. So my goal was to do conferences, happy hours, you know, like all the fun shit. And then COVID happened. So I wasn't originally ecstatic about the podcast. I'm like, yo, what are we going to talk about? (laughs) But of course, you know, that's what partnership is. <laughs> so Danielle ended up knocking it out the park. And here we are, 20,000 downloads later, <laughs> o- over 20,000 downloads later. And
0: it's because while Brooke was always focused on the joy and was always focused on like those creating those affirming spaces, I was working in the field as a teacher recruiter and then in human resources and then as a director of employee engagement. I had to do investigations with educators. Mm -hmm. I had to hire educators. I had to create those transition plans for educators. I had to problem solve with issues dealing with educators. So I was used to hearing it. I was used to like having to move from point A to point Z. But now I wanted to actually hear from the educators themselves about their own experiences with education. What was it like for you when you was a kid? What was it like for you when you were trying to break into the field? Because like you said, Brooke, you were faced with so many barriers in undergrad, you never even really got to begin a full career in education. Mm -hmm. So for some of our educators who've been on the podcast, some of them went to college declared. They knew they was gonna be an education major from jump. Some people were career changers. And for the career changers, it's like, well, what were the barriers that kept you from getting in there? And now, since you are here, you were a child experiencing education, you were a student pursuing it. Now you're in the field, you've arrived. How do you feel? How is right. it going? Like, is it everything you thought it was gonna be? How did your childhood experiences shape how you approach it? But more than anything, especially after, and we started this before COVID happened, so I can't even say because of COVID. It, we, were, we were having these conversations in February mm-hmm. COVID shutdowns didn't start till March. So it was like, how are you experiencing the work and why do black educators matter? Do you see a lot of other peers? Are you alone in this space? Do you feel affirmed as a professional in this space? So having those conversations and creating a safe space for educators to actually process, to actually speak their truth, but to hear from their peers as well. One of my favorite parts is getting text messages from my friends who talk about how the episode of the week inspired them or made them feel good or like they felt seen and acknowledged. So that was it for me. While of course, like the fun stuff, like the conferences and the parties and the happy hours, all that stuff like, would be super fun. I wanted it to be like um, a therapeutic and cathartic experience for those in the field. I also wanted to encourage the next generation to pursue careers in the field because there is a teacher shortage, period. And it's on a decline as far as careers. You know, like people aren't actively pursuing it. Although I do think because of COVID and what has happened, there might be a resurgence of people maybe feeling like they're called to the classroom because they have seen what's happening. But yeah, and ultimately I lost my job. So I got laid off as the director of employee engagement and I was like, "You know what? If if I'm not doing it, I can't I cannot guarantee that there will be somebody saying thank you to these educators." Mm-hmm. I know what it is to be a human resources. I know what it means to be employee engagement. Those can be the same but they also are different. So I know you're going to get your payroll. I know you're going to have your benefits. But is anybody going to be like, thank you? Is anybody going to be like, I see you and I appreciate you? So when I lost that role and I wasn't sure if I would ever return to that space, when Brooke and I were taking our lakefront brainstorm walks and we were trying to figure out what this could look like, I knew that if it was one thing I could do, it was talk. If it was one thing that I could do that I could bring (laughs) to this partnership, it was my ability to talk and have a conversation. And so that's how we were able to build these two very strong opportunities to engage with the population that we're here to serve. And now, as we're going into season two, year three... We get to combine them and see how we grow. So I'm excited to have your voice on the podcast. Of course, I'm always excited to see what's happening on the social media streets, but I'm excited to lean more into the joy and the Black jubilation in education this season as well. Me too. Yay. (laughs) So anything that we should look out for this season?
1: I think what I'm looking forward to most this season, as Danielle already touched on a little bit, is like the Black Joy 2020 and 2021 for educators. Being on the side of just seeing it, not necessarily being like in it, but just seeing it. Those years like took a lot of them out. A lot of people left the field. A lot of people became consultants. And don't get me wrong, like I'm here for expanding your career but at the same time it's like if everybody consultants who's gonna be in a classroom so just because the classrooms were so damning and there was no support from the higher ups or the teachers or hell even the students like a lot of people left the field so I'm looking to focus more on the black joy for me there has been an influx of viral teacher moments and they just make me so happy because not that the other stuff isn't worthy but that's my stuff you used to see in the classroom so the fact that moments in education are making huge social media outlets I think that's amazing. I'm looking forward to focusing more on that.
0: I too am looking forward to this black joy bringing the people back in to start talking again because we took a little break. We did, we deserved it. We took a little break. So now we're coming back to see how things are going, probably checking in with some people from season one to see how things are going. And then just continuing to elevate our brand and raise our voices and really elevate the platform where black educators are centered. And if anybody wants to know what our voices are while we're having this conversation or how we would describe ourselves or how I would describe us, Brooke B. and Danielle Moneyham, co-founders of Black Educators Matter, we created this in order to have long-lasting, affirming relationships where we rooted in celebrating Black educators. And we are unashamedly Black and unapologetically Christian, Southside Chicagoans, top model lock stars, okay? So if anybody wants to know who's having this conversation, two Black women. That is all I got. <laughs> and that's all I need. Hello.
1: Thank you for listening to this episode of Black Educators Matter. Are you ready to share your story? Visit
0: us online at www.blackeducatorsmatter.org to
1: sign up. Remember, make excellence equitable and thank a black teacher today.